There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. Mar holiday break it's the burning river bros podcast i am your host phil i'm joined as always by my boy diego what is going down diego shalom everybody how's everybody doing hope everybody had a good kwanzaa what up yeah kwanzaa fun fact started in 1973 really yeah not a fun fact but a fact either 73 or 63 but it's not old I also don't know, like, why it's celebrated. Uh, I'm not too sure either. I didn't... That wasn't one of the trivia questions on the show I listened to, so... Mm. Too bad um, there's no... Too bad there's no um, month that starts with a K. That'd be sick. Like, Kwanzaa in Quebuary. That'd be sick. Ooh, I like Quebuary. Yeah, it's like Smarch. Smarch is good. They should... That is weird that it's just, like, there's no cuz... That, and don't get me started on why December, which DEC means 10, and it's the 12th month. Why don't we just add months at the end of it? Don't get me started. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, October is 8, and it's month 10. September is 7, and it's a joke. Oh. Well, I look dumb now, because it's the first time I've even realized, realized that. Yeah, November's 9, yeah. Yeah, I'm a dumb guy. That's why uh, we stick to sports. Some things are bigger than sports, like months, though. Like months, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've been gone for two weeks. Yeah. Over the holidays. Um, a lot has happened, obviously. Um, so we'll touch up on all of that stuff. Um, and, yeah. How was, uh, I know we saw each other, but how was your, uh, how was your holiday break, your two weeks you had off? The one week you had off the whole week, right? Yeah, it was dope. Did some traveling, did some bowling, did some drinking. It was fun. It was uh, better than work. How about you? Uh, I had off, obviously, for the holidays, but I, as you know, just starting the job a couple months, so I really didn't have a ton of time to take off, but mm-hmm. yeah. it was good. I did, I like, we both agreed that being a teacher would be so tough because we have, obviously, our teacher friend, Z. Um, he had off for two weeks and then we found out like the day before he went back that he did not do shit the whole time. And that is exactly how we would be. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure like I would find a way to be in jail. If I had no other, nothing to do, I would be overweight, more overweight and in jail. Cause I would just get myself in trouble. Oh yeah. And probably be... be drunk a lot. Yeah. Or, and I would just be broke because I would just be bored sitting at home and I'd just spend money on shit. Oh, yeah. And gambling, like, on day games and tournaments yeah. and shit. Yeah, Yeah, because it's oh, the yeah. exact time of bowl games. So yep. you've got all the day bowl games. You've got all the college basketball games going on. Like, it's just, yep. it's a perfect storm for people who have low morals. And he has morals, so he's lucky. He just doesn't do any work. So, I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, but we will get into things. Uh, we'll start with NFL. That was the most, I think, prominent thing that was going down over the break. Um, playoffs started. Um, I don't think, was there anything really of note to end the regular season? I don't think so. There was... Uh, the biggest thing to end the season was really the Dolphins beating the Patriots. Yeah, so the Dolphins um, Dolphins beat the Patriots kind of in a, obviously in a big upset, um, in a last-second win, which put the Chiefs at the number two seed, the Pats down at the number three seed, and that made the big difference for the playoffs. You know, we'll get right into that. So the first game of the wild cards, um, Pats, Titans, Titans win 20, what was it, 20 to 13? No, so. 21-13, wasn't it? 21-13, yeah, because they scored, yeah, because they got the extra point. So 21-13, um, people, you know, it was this was possibly Brady's last game for the Patriots. I, I saw people talking about how he had a, like, that it wasn't his fault they lost, that Brady had a good game. He had, it was like 13 for 27, 205 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Like, yeah, there's a passer rating like 59.3. That's not a good game. Like, that no, was most. He wasn't. Of- he wasn't. He wasn't awful. He wasn't the reason they lost. No. But, but um, he didn't help them win. I guess. Yeah, like he was in no way the like he wasn't pushing them along to keep them to give them a chance. Like he wasn't helping. He wasn't hurting. But. I mean, it's not, that's not, yeah, like he's just want. kind of there. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into other things that the the Patriots are obviously going through. There's a lot of free agents they have. Uh, I think, uh, Kyle Vannoy is more than likely gone. Um, you look at, um, you know, Brady's contract, they've, got a lot of guys who are getting older now. You know, we saw Edelman looked, bad apparently he was really injured um mcdaniel's getting looked at for stuff joe judge is gone um we'll talk about that later but do you think this is the end of the Patriots? i don't want to call it a dynasty because it's kind of tough to say like it's been a dynasty because yeah they've won so many and so long but they haven't like i don't know i guess you could call it a dynasty i don't know if i really truly would um, it's almost been like uh just uh time frame of dominance almost because yeah it's it like there's almost been two dynasties but the dynasty break wasn't big enough to be two so it's like one kind of just almost decade of dominance and i'll answer this two ways i guess um the first way is not to pat myself on the back but i called this what six weeks ago i was all over this yeah you called Um, it i think this our second show yeah, I said they weren't going to make it past the first weekend. Um, yep. But I don't think it's the end of their dominance, per se, because I don't think they're going to... Like, I still think if and when Brady comes back, they're going to win the division. And when you can win the division and get a home playoff game, anything can happen. And with the AFC North getting better next year and the AFC West, I think, is going to be better at... at I think it'll be a little better next year. I'm not sure that they won't get another 
first round by next year because the AFC East is still bad. I think that every good team that Buffalo played, they lost to. And I just don't trust them. And they have a lot of free agents also. And I think they're just going to win the division again. Ho-hum. And and they'll be right back to here again, which sucks. But they're like one weapon away from still being pretty good. Yeah. I think that – I think Brady showed that he's not – like they're, he's not completely done. So he's still got, you know, enough there to say like, hey, Brady can still produce and he can still do something. Um, but – shit live bet looks bad now um but i i just don't i think that like you said yeah buffalo's got a ton of free agents coming up and that kind of sucks Tredavious white is more than likely gone um but i just i don't know i don't this goes into our next question i don't think brady's gonna come back i think deep down i think there's kind of some not hurt feelings as much, but I think there's just kind of a an uneasiness there that I think both sides just want to go their own way. Um, and like, yeah, like you said, the, their division is trash. It all depends on what um, what happens with Miami and who Miami drafts as their quarterback. Um, you know, if they get two and two as healthy, I think they're. You know, Devontae Parker is good. They've, they're they not a bad team. Um, the Jets aren't. The Jets, I mean, they finished better than the Browns. But I think, yeah, I think this is. I think this is the end. I think Brady's gone. I think they're starting to look towards their future now. And they realize that they got to do something now or you you end up with nothing. So I, yeah, I think firmly, it's firmly disagree that he's leaving. I don't know. I don't know why he would i don't think there's a better opportunity for him anywhere and i don't think that he and i don't think Kraft will let him leave like i don't what would be a better opportunity for him i think it's it's tough the one that i've seen a lot is indianapolis i can't imagine him taking his kids and his supermodel world-renowned wife and saying hey Giselle time to move to Indianapolis like there's no way he's going to do that no and Frank I, Reich no and I think that's I think that's a I think that's the the situation that's out there I think that's the best situation he could go to because it's a team that kind of has a lot of pieces and wouldn't be that bad for him to go to um I think the Chargers is the pick that from a standpoint of putting him in a situation that would make the most sense for him as far as like his family and everything like that. And from the chargers perspective of moving to a new stadium, we need a big ticket guy. Who's the guy we can get. Brady would be that guy. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's something going on in terms of, you know, either hurt feelings, you heard about stuff, you know, with the, oh, do we, you know, do they really like each other? Things I think there was more truth to that than what they were saying. And I don't know, they've got, they have to, they have to realize that he's getting, like, he's super, like, he's getting older. Like, he's not, he's going to get worse before he gets better. And you're going to have to put a lot of pieces around him in order for that offense to be any good. 
Yeah, but their backup is Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. And they're going to have a bad first-round pick. And I don't think they're going to – I don't think he would go to – I don't think he's going to go to San Diego or, or Los Angeles and play for a, a Chargers team that's kind of inept. And they are the second-rate team in Los Angeles. I don't see that happening either. I don't – I just don't see – for either side that the better opportunities to leave. Now, what I thought was kind of interesting that obviously didn't come to fruition because it happened so quickly, but I almost thought that it'd be make a little bit more sense for Belichick to leave because Kraft loves Brady so much. And with the, the Kraft trading Jimmy Garoppolo, that made a little more sense to me, but I think they're, I think this team's joined at the hip no matter what. And I don't think, if Brady leaves, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And he's obviously not going to retire. So I don't think they're done. And I just wanted to go through the Bills' losses real quick. Yeah. The Bills, here's their wins. Jets, Giants, Bengals. Titans, 14-7 in Week 5. So one playoff team. Dolphins, Redskins, Dolphins, Broncos, Cowboys, Steelers. And their losses were to the Patriots, Eagles, Browns, Ravens, Patriots, Jets, and then they lost to the Texans. So I don't think they're any good. Um, and I think that the uh, the Patriots are just going to win the division again, personally. Yeah, I think the, the odds are stacked in their favor. I think the Jets could be something that could you know, sneak up and happen. But I don't know. I just... Like when I look at it, I agree with you. I I think that the best. I think that it makes more sense for him to stay than it would to go. But I, I don't know. I've just got a feeling that something's going on there. That he's he's just gonna he's gonna go. I know that he grew up a, a Niners fan. Not that he's going to the Niners. I'm not saying that. But he saw what happened with Joe Montana at the end going to the Chiefs, and that maybe something that's gonna sway him to stay. Um, but just seeing like that Instagram post and everything like that, like I know it didn't say he was gonna leave, but it also didn't sound very much like he was gonna stay. So I thought it sounded like he was gonna stay for sure. That's what was tough because I, I saw that. I like I saw both sides that people were saying, Oh, he's gonna stay, he's gonna go. Like I saw both sides of it and I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's obviously gonna be the most watched thing in the offseason to see if he if he does go what happens, where he could go, who would, who's going to put the money. I think some team, if he does go somewhere, they're going to throw a stupid amount of money at him for his age just because they're going to – it sells tickets to say, hey, we have Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, so. And in um, fairness, Joe Montana took the Chiefs in 93 and 94 to the playoffs. Yeah, he did well with them. It was just one of those – it looked weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Den- uh, Peyton and Denver looked weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I forget because he did win, but it was yeah, it was a weird thing. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, Saints upset by the Vikings. Um, this was not a good look for my, you know, Drew Brees, the top ten quarterback. Yeah, uh, played just looked bad. I mean, the biggest play for the Saints the whole game was a pass thrown by Taysom Hill. Um, do you think this – I know we're talking about teams ending their runs, and the 
Saints obviously haven't had the same type of dominance that um, the Patriots have had. But do you think this could start to be, you know, where we start seeing the Saints take a turn for the worse? No, um, but for the same reason. Like, I don't think the Panthers are any good. The Falcons always find a way to blow it. And Tampa stinks. So I think they'll win the division again. And the one thing that, I mean, I brought up because I didn't think he'd be able to throw on the road in, like, cold weather. But he looked all, like, yeah, I mean, he's not very good anymore. Um, and the postseason we saw for Brady and Breeze, it's just such a different beast. And yeah. and the, the speeds, like, everyone's flying around. And, and these guys, like, it's cool to be accurate, but it's better to have a fucking cannon. And neither and neither of these guys do anymore. Um, I don't think it's over for the Saints, but I think if you want to say that maybe they won't be Super Bowl contenders next year like they were this year, I could buy that. Yeah, and I think you see it like these – you see it in aging quarterbacks. Like they go from – like. When you start as a rookie, like you make those kind of mistakes, you when you see them get older, like they start to look like rookies again, where like the guys around them are just so much faster. And you saw that a lot with Breeze, where guys were just the Vikings defensive line was just getting to him left and right. And with the fumble, you know, yeah, he's got everything going on with his thumb, but you did you see that and you know, couldn't make the big throw. They had to bring Taysom Hill in for that 50 yard, you know, granted. That's what you get with Taysom Hill. Like people think he's gonna run, he can throw it like that. Um, but yeah, it's like you said, it's better to have a rocket arm than it is to be accurate sometimes. And like the games you're gonna see this weekend, like the Texans Chiefs, that's two young quarterbacks with just cannons for arms who can move and are the future of the NFL. And it's it's kind of serendipitous to see like what used to be and now what is and see how much the NFL has changed. Yeah. And I think you can still win with like, I think you can still win with Brady and I think you can still win with breeze, but there's just no margin for error. And both of yeah. those games had plenty of error to go around and it's tough to win when your quarter, you can't just say, all right, time for a drive. Like we need seven points here. And neither of them could do that in parts where it mattered. Um, it just makes it a lot tougher when your quarterback can't do it. Yeah. You've got to be, you can't have any like little dumb mistakes. If you've got a quarterback like that, who's extremely accurate, um, you know, the older quarterbacks where they're not moving around as much. You, you can't have a bunch of drop passes like you saw in new England. You can't have, you know, stupid turnovers like you saw with the saints and the other division is bad. I mean, granted Tampa has a future hall of famer, but and we'll see what Carolina is if Cam comes back healthy. But that division always has been kind of they like that for the longest time. They nobody repeated as division champ. Yeah, um, that division is the <clears throat> ACC Coastal of the NFL. Yeah, it's that. It's the same as the the uh, NFC East, where nobody's repeated in like the last fifteen years. Something like that. So yeah, um, the other games. I mean, we're those those were the exciting games. I would say um, the other games were kind of eh. Um, oh, I think uh, the Houston game was super exciting. Oh. Just two teams that you don't really care about. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a good game, but it was a it was good because it was tales of two halves. Like Yeah, I mean that game just like lost its mind like three or four separate times. Yeah, the whole end of the game was wild. It was bad coaching mm-hmm. decisions. Um good from a gambling perspective, but Yeah, Josh Allen's just throwing the ball around. Yeah, pull the Reggie Bush. Um yep. but move on to this week, the divisional round. Um Saturday games. Um, we've got the Niners Vikings. Let me pull that up. That would not load right now. Um, I think the Niners Vikings is the night game, but we'll just start with that one. No, I think that's oh, the first game. game. Yeah. Four thirty-five. Yeah, I forgot the Saturday yeah. games are late or later. Um, mm-hmm. so Saturday Niners Vikings. Uh, Niners seven-point favorites. Totals forty-four and a half. Um. Who and what do you like in this game? I kind of like the Vikings. I have not trusted the Niners all year. And if the Niners get up, if the Niners get down early, I could see them being in trouble because all they want to do is run the football. Yeah. Um, I don't like to agree, obviously. Like, it doesn't make for good podcasting. But I, I – had a lot of like nobody gives a shit about fantasy football, but I had Jimmy G, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, their defense all year. So I like was watching a lot of their games, and it is it's they are they they're a team that makes you nervous offensively because they don't. Jimmy G hasn't really done anything to prove anything. Um, they do love to run the ball a lot. The Vikings defense is a really good defense and can stop the run. They can shut down, you know, they can shut down Jimmy G. George Kittle is going to get his yards. Like, that's – you can't really stop George Kittle. He's the best tight end in the league. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's going to get 100-something yards. And But it's if they can keep him out of the end zone, it's tough because the Vikings just looked really good last week. Yeah, and, and it happens every year. Like, you forget how good the teams are that didn't play. Yeah, because they didn't play last week. Um, but I don't know, man. I think the Vikings found something a little bit and kind of got over a little bit of a hump last week. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins is playing well, and I think he got over a little bit of a hump too. And I just – I haven't liked the Niners all year because it really does scare me. And we saw it. I mean, the, the postseason, man, everything's faster. Everybody's flying around. And how is Jimmy G going to respond to that? Yeah, it's and looking at too like Thielen is Thielen looks 100% healthy now. Um, well, he did. He just got hurt in practice. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's questionable. Yeah. Well. Um, subject. Kirk, our our picks are subject to change based on his availability. Yeah, there could be a material change. Um, That's true. It's. I mean, he's found Kyle Rudolph now. Like. I I like I like the Niners. I just think that the defense is gonna do is gonna play what better. Just the defensive line is really good. Um, I like the Niners, but I I like the Vikings. You know, with the points, the, I like Vikings plus seven. I just think it's gonna be a really close game. Um, and I would I don't like to, but I would take the under in this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like that pick. The under pick. Yeah, the under pick I think is easy. Um, who are you picking in the game? Vikings. Fuck it. Vikings. No, it's Niners. Niners. Because I always I do this every year because you get you get fooled into thinking that the team that played is good and the team that didn't play isn't. But then you remember that the team that didn't play is good because, like, you forget they're you remember they're good because they didn't have to play because they were so good. So I'm gonna take yeah. I'm gonna take the Niners to win the game. Yeah, yeah. I think the Vikings the Vikings with the points is an easy pick. I think. Yeah. Um. So then the night game, which I don't know, like this still is kind of weird. They do this that they play the East Coast game at night, but like, whatever. I get it. Um, Baltimore, Tennessee, Baltimore, nine and a half point favorites, um, total 47. Um, I feel like this game's e- like this game feels too easy to pick. You like the, um, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. I like the Ravens. I just think that they do. They they do what the what the Titans want to do as far as just running the ball the whole time, except for they do it with two players instead of one. Yeah, but Ingram's been out for a while now. Yeah, I know they he said has like a nagging calf injury. Yeah, I know they said that they didn't know that he would you would. They said something about like you'll see on Saturday if he's playing and like okay whatever that means. Um, mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I just I I just think that Baltimore is just really damn good, and Lamar Jackson is a really good player. Now I think it's supposed to rain, which, as dumb as it sounds, I think that makes a huge difference when you get into looking at how Baltimore plays. Because the game that they played against um, the San Francisco was a downpour, and yeah. He did not play well. Yeah. They won, but um so I would take I, I would take Baltimore on the points. I'm taking Tennessee. Only because one, I don't really like the Ravens. I don't like betting on the Ravens because I hate them as a team. Um and two because of no Mark Ingram. Or, like, limited Mark Ingram, probably. And three, because Lamar Jackson was so bad in the playoffs last year. I think he's going to be, like, pressing a little bit. And I think this season's been a bit of a mirage. And I think they're going to struggle. And I think Tennessee's kind of rolling. And I know they want to do the same thing as the Ravens. But, like, do they have a person that can tackle Derrick Henry? Like, what's going to stop Derrick Henry from going for 200 yards? Yeah. And I think, like, you saw it with the – like, I don't think it's crazy if the Titans won. Like, I, I think people are going to look at them and be like, you know, whoa, this this, this is nuts. Like, the Titans won. Having a guy like Derrick Henry at the end of the season like that is a re- – like, that's a huge advantage to have a guy that big because these, like, guys are hurt. They're banged up. They do not want to have to go against a guy who just is getting stronger yeah. as the year goes on. And he torched a 
very good Patriots defense, and they're going to do the same exact thing. They're just going to give him the ball. And and do you do you yeah. trust do you trust Lamar Jackson down in the game if the, if Tennessee can get up Lamar Jackson down in rainy weather? Like, do you trust him to win you a game? I don't think I do yet. So right now it says it's supposed to be like 67, which is nuts. It's supposed to be 67 in January. It's supposed to be six, seven and cloudy. I don't know if that means no rain for sure. We'll see. But I mean, even if there is no rain and everything like that, it's like that's a good point. Like he was very bad in the playoffs last year. All it did was take a team to play him twice to really figure him out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. It's I think. I, I'm still sticking with with my pick of the Ravens. Um, I I wouldn't like if you took the like the points for with the Titans like that that I think that'd be a good pick. But I think it is like it's 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 a it's gonna be a really good game. I think out of all the games, like this is one of the better games. Which I don't think when you look at it on paper, you would automatically assume is gonna be a good game. Yeah, I don't disagree. So, um, we'll move on to the next games. Um, Texans Chiefs um, battle the Mitch Trubisky Bowl, <laughs> which is going to be hilarious. Um, poor Mitch. Yeah, Mitchell. So- Mitchell, sorry. Rude. Um, this game. Uh, 305 start, which is weird. Chiefs again, nine and a half point favorites. The total is 51. Um, oh yeah, neither of these teams play a ton of defense. No. Uh, what do you think on, about this game? I love the over, and I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, so I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I think Chiefs roll in this. Um, we saw it last week with the Titans. Like it was, uh, or not the Titans, the uh, with the Bills. The, the the Texans are not you know not any not any crazy good team you know Deshaun Watson is very very good and if Will Fuller is out again like that's obviously huge um, but I think the Chiefs play good enough defense in this like they play good enough defense overall this season to where it can happen um, yeah I think I think the Chiefs roll I don't even think it's close. Nope, me neither. Um, yeah, I do like the I big time. I like the overpick. I think the yep. overpick's really good. Yeah. Um, so the next one, the night game, Seattle at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay's four point favorites. Uh, totals forty six and a half. Um, you know, I said it earlier in the year that I think the Green Bay that I think Green Bay is the did I say they were the best team in um, in the NFC, or did I just say they were one of the better teams? No, you said they were going to go to the Super Bowl, I think. Okay. I know I said, yeah. Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Um, you know, Seattle's banged up. They're, you know, Marsh, you know, Marshawn Lynch has been good, but he's, you know, still, he's still old. He still doesn't play. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. There will be no Travis Homer slander on the podcast. Not on my watch. Is he, is he a uh, is he a um, Grand Valley guy? No, he's a Miami guy. 
Oh, I didn't know that. I figured he was Maybe. one of the Miami. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think he's played for what he's been asked to do to come out of nowhere and play. I think he's been very good. But I think mm-hmm. with Marshawn Lynch, like, you know, he's not great. Um, you know, it's awesome to have him. Seattle do you believe had- he's only 33? I thought he was like 40. I would have guessed like 36. Yeah. 33 years old. Yeah. Hey, I mean, been killing it. I mean, it's not surprising though for a guy that like, wow, that actually doesn't feel weird. That feels weird. Cause I think you think back of how long ago it was when he was riding around in Cal. Yeah. He's 33 years old. He's not that much older than us. Damn. He looks, he looks old. Yeah, Um, he does. I think that's part of it. Yeah. He just looks real old. Like Ed Reed, like looks like he's like 70. Yeah. But it looks cool. Yeah, like a cool, like a cool 70, like Sanford and Sun 70. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like Green Bay. I think it's. I. I think they roll in this. Um. I just think that the injuries to Seattle are just going to be too much. And in Lambeau this time of year, the frozen tundra. I like Green Bay. I like them with. I like them plus four and the ah uh, the under in this. My, minus four. Minus four. Minus four. Sorry. As you say, I can't believe they're not favored. I liked Seattle until I've heard a lot of people talk about liking Seattle, and now I no longer like Seattle. Yeah. I saw, like, last week they were, like, it was like a record-setting bets people putting money on them. Yeah, I don't like how how they're, uh, how everyone's in on them. How it's trending that way. Yeah. Uh, so you would take Green Bay? Yeah. Bad. So that would set up. Although I think Green Bay's frauds. They're frauds. And they're going to get pounded by whoever wins. Although the problem is it's going to be like the Vikings who own Green Bay. And I'm going to sound like an idiot. No, that's San Francisco, right? San Francisco is going to win the game. And San Francisco is going to pound Green Bay again. Yeah, so it would be San Francisco, Green Bay, and Tennessee. You pay. You would have Tennessee against. No, I think the Ravens will win. I I think the Ravens oh. will win. So the, like Ravens, the Ravens. I like it Chiefs. Stock. The Ravens Chiefs will be a good ass game. Yeah, they both uh, would be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's NFL. Um. Move on. Um. We'll touch briefly on the coaching carousel that's been going on in the NFL. Uh, Matt Rule is with the uh, Panthers. Um, Ron Rivera is in Washington. Um, Joe Judge is with the Giants. Um, Am I missing any other ones? McCarthy. McCarthy's with the Cowboys. And that's it, right? The Browns still don't have a coach. Yep, and the Browns are to be continued. Yeah, um, I will just we'll just do the one um, out of the coaches who got hired. Who do you think has the most success? I didn't think I liked Matt Rule, and then I watched his press conference, and he he like had me ready to run through a fucking wall. So I'm gonna take him only because I thought his press conference was so cool. Uh, I like Ron Rivera, but that's such a tough. It's a tough spot. They stink. And um, I don't know anything about Joe Judge, so I can't really say anything about him either way. No, the jo- the Joe Judge one. He like he did have a good press conference too. 
I saw him, you know, saying in his press conference, he made, you know, remarks about, you know, a lot of the problems in the NFL are guys trying to put other guys, like coaches putting players in situations where they don't belong, trying to get guys to do things they can't do and not just mm. looking at the player and figuring out, Hey, this guy can do this. Um, yeah. He said, you know, square pegs, round holes, um, which I think is true in the NFL a lot. They just look at guys and they say, Hey, you should be able to do this. So do it. And that's not the how one it thing. Sometimes. The one thing I really do like about Matt rule, and I know college coaches struggle and he's kind of behind the eight ball there to begin with, but like he wasn't getting studs to come to Baylor and he turned them around so quickly. It's not like, like Lincoln Riley, who gets a top five recruiting class, or or Saban, or guys like that, like he turned yeah. it around with guys that aren't very good, and that's like I I feel like that's a good omen for the NFL. Yeah, and I think because that's that's always the biggest downfall of guys that go from you know college to the pros is there's usually very good college coaches where they get a lot of recruits, um, and you can't obviously do that in the NFL. You have to work with well, what you I have or work with what you It's so much, so much of success in college is recruiting that yeah. it's hard to be a coach. It's so tough to be a coach that doesn't recruit that well to win games, like big-time games, not like Boise State games. And, like, yeah. the recent coaches that came to the NFL, obviously Pete Carroll had gotten fired before, but since he came back, he's been good. Um, Bill O'Brien, like, that Penn State job was brutal. Um, and he's just an okay NFL coach, but like some of the other guys like Spurrier could take whatever player he wanted at Florida. And like and Chip Kelly was getting, those teams were nasty at Oregon. But I um, think Matt Rule being a uh, college coach at like a Baylor is going to be a huge benefit to him. Yeah. And you've got to be a guy who can motivate, like in the yeah. NFL, like you look at why P Carroll has been so successful. It's because like his, his, these guys just love it. Like they love playing for him yeah. and that's a huge deal. And I know you're not a huge fan of him, but like one thing that Pat McAfee said that made a lot of sense um, is in college, it's a boss employee relationship in the NFL. It is employee employee relationship. Like you both work for the owner and yeah. And you and, work together to win. Right. And that's why, like, people like Urban Meyer and Nick Saban struggle in the NFL is because they lose control of everything. And these guys are professional athletes that don't want to be treated like college kids. They're not your property. You're not recruiting them. They're a lot of times, I mean, almost every player, especially in, like, basketball, and I know it's a little different in basketball because it's such a player's league, but they – it's a um, – 95% of the players are making more than the coach does. And yeah. so it's just things like that that are so much different than you, you can't be a totalitarian governor in the NFL. It just doesn't work. No. And you have to be like, it is. That's why a guy like Urban Meyer would do so bad is that you see why he left places. Cause he didn't like to lose. And he eventually lost control of his locker room and lost control of the guys around him. And his heart. Yeah. Uh, and his heart. And he lost his you know, family. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he's the worst person. Uh, on the uh, Brian, him and Brian Kelly, one and one. Oh a yeah, and that's B. true. Um, but it is like it's. I I like Matt Rule. Uh, my guy. Um, 
I like Ron Rivera. I think that I think he's behind the eight ball in terms of he has a bad owner. Um, Dan Snyder quarterback. Well, I don't know. Like I, I think Dwayne Haskins isn't great, but Alex Smith is going to be back and healthy. Who knows? Like he's a competent quarterback who can. I think he can lead a team. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin's really good. I think if they draft a running back or you know, because Darius Geis has just been made of glass his whole entire mm-hmm. career. Yeah, more um, like Darius Glass. There you go. Um, but I think I think he's a really good head coach. I think getting uh, Jack Del Rio in there with him as his defensive coordinator is really good. Um, you've got the pieces for drafting. You're going to get Chase Young, um, or you know, or if they whatever they choose to do, if they choose, they're going to get Chase. Young. They're not going to move out of that position. You'd be dumb to. Um, and then you've got two pieces on your end with Montez Sweat. Um, so, yeah, and I just like Ron Rivera a lot. I think he's a really good head coach. Um, I think he had success, obviously, in in uh, with the Panthers. Um, so, yeah, I think Mike McCarthy will be good too. Yeah, I just think he's going to be so scrutinized. I almost feel bad for him already. Yeah. Oh, he's he's automatically he's just Jason Garrett 2.0. And yeah, I mean I've like, seen a thousand people say that. Yeah, people are just going to analyze every decision he makes and take it over the top. Like, it's going to be mm-hmm. unnecessary. Like, if the guy's winning, who cares? Like, granted, he's not going to be the guy who goes for it on fourth down when he should, but, you know, I think he's still going to have success. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to the vacant head spot. Um, I mean, it's been a while that we've missed some stuff. Uh, Freddie Kitchens fired. Um, that was, I think, pretty obvious. Um, John Dorsey was also... I guess not fired, but they agreed to go separate ways. Um, a lot of things that were being said that I saw was that Dorsey had told Kitchens on Sunday that he wasn't getting fired and then did fire him. And I guess, but then I heard like either Dorsey liked Kitchens and wanted to keep Kitchens and thought he would be good. That it just needed time. And Jimmy Haslam didn't like that. I, I don't know what's true and what's not true, but they're both gone. Um, so obviously, that's going on. Um, do you have any like thoughts on it at all besides what we? Yeah, talked, I mean, Freddie's a fat, dumb idiot, and the fact that John Dorsey ever thought that was going to be a good idea, along with all the other shit that's happened in just the last year or two, I don't know why people are so upset that he got fired. Like, I don't know why this has turned into, like, a Haslam sell the team scenario. When he was uh, – the one pick he got right was Chubb, and that was good, and it was a good pick. And everything else has gone pretty pretty awful. And I, I can't believe how many people are so upset by this. And when he's the one that fired the – or hired the coach that everybody hated, it just that, – that doesn't, like, register to me. But overall, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I get a little bit annoyed with, like, the, oh – they need to sell the team, blah, blah, blah. It's like, at least they're trying. Like, they've they've brought money out. Like, they're going to pay Freddie Kitchens a big buyout. Um, you know, they made the Odell Beckham trade, like, shit like that. Like, they're trying. It's not like the Indians where they refuse to spend money. So, I that overall, that, that sell the team thing kind of bugs me. 
Yeah, and if they didn't care, then they wouldn't have fired Freddie because they're losing money by like they're literally going to pay Freddie to not have a job, which I don't think he'd have a job in the first place. But um, he could go be like a special assistant at Alabama, probably. Um, well, they said that Joe Judge wanted to add him to the staff. Yeah, I mean, he'll get a job somewhere. I mean, he's a football guy. Like, yeah, I mean, he'll work. He'll it. physically work somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if they he didn't might be a McDonald's, care, but uh, he probably would get fired eating too much of the fries. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I agree. Like, I, I don't agree with the Dorsey fire. Like, I think yes, you know, the Corbett, um, you know, drafting Corbett was dumb when you needed a left tackle. Um, Callaway. You know, Callaway was dumb, taking a chance on a guy who you already had a guy like him not go well. Um, Baker. As of now, Baker. Um, I, the OBJ trade was, he traded the one thing that we needed for a superfluous yeah. receiver. Like, there's a lot of things that went, the Sheldon Richardson was, Sheldon Richardson was okay, but Olivier Vernon didn't really help at all. He uh, was There's hurt. a lot of... The Sheldon Richardson signing I like. I think Sheldon Richardson's a good player. Yeah, he was okay. And, yeah. Um, got Jarvis Landry here. You know, made the trade for Jarvis Landry, which I, I mean, obviously is going really well. Um, you know, signed Desmond Harrison as a your starting left tackle for a guy who was never drafted and hadn't played football in a year or so. I think, like, was out of tech, like, kicked out of Texas. Just drafted a lot of guys that we'd seen before with question marks as far as attitude and if they could stay, you know, off the weed. Um, but I, I liked I liked his attitude. I if if what's being said is true that he didn't want to give up power and he wanted to be like this almost tyrant ruler where everything like the coach didn't have any say in who got drafted, he got to pick everything. Then I'm cool with it. Like, I'm okay with it um, because of the fact that that's not what a GM should be. Like, you should work together with your head coach to pick guys. Um, So, yeah, I don't like – if that was the reasoning why they let him go, then that's fine. Like, I know there was a power. They said they wanted to change the dynamic of it. Um, So, I'm okay with that if that's the reasoning why. But, I mean, I'll I'll disagree till the end of the earth that – the Baker draft was a bad draft pick. Yeah, until he's out of the league in two years. Then you won't Especially have much like to stand on. If he's not going to be out of the league, he'll be in the XFL. If any, I mean, he'll be out of the league, but he'll be in the XFL dominating. That happens. Um, I just don't – I don't see I, – I think that Baker with a new head coach, with a coach that like – the coach that really wants to work with him, that is going to design a good playbook, is going to run the right plays, is going to – put guys in the best situation. I still think that Baker is going to be a really good quarterback. And is yes, I think with what Lamar has been doing right now, he looks like the second best quarterback in that draft. Um, but I mean, who else were you going to, were you going to pick I know Sam Darnold, but you weren't going to pick Josh Rosen over him. No, but Darnold, I mean, Darnold was a lot better this year, like way better this year. And well, you didn't have I know. Yeah, and and he he had better numbers with mono. Yeah. I just don't. I just, I just get frustrated with Baker, and I don't even give a shit about the commercials. But like, the like, not not 
I think everything just gets blamed on Freddie, and some of that's you know warranted, like some of the play calls and some of the shit we ran was ridiculous. But I mean, Baker was missing people, you know, missing Odell Beckham to the point where we were arguing, well, Odell Beckham has to play better defense, and that's that's on Freddie, and like, or that's not on Freddie, that's on Baker, and just a lot of things like that where. And if he has, if he does better, and I'll be, you know, I don't hate, I don't like hate him. I get annoyed because he doesn't shut up and he's an idiot in that regard. But like, if he's good, I'll root for him. He just hasn't, like, hasn't been good and didn't even really show that many flashes this year of being good. And that's what no, kills he, me. He had the stretch where like things got better. Obviously, yeah, but some of that was competition. Against, yeah, and you saw it in games that like against. Um, like, the Broncos game was bad, obviously. Like, that's a game he should have won. Um, but I just think that I I like him. You know, that's a second year, the sophomore slump, what they say. Like, we've said it before. It's all about the third year. If you can, if you can catch up and adjust to what the league adjusted to you for, then that third year. Um, well, we say sophomore slump, right? And, and that's fine, but. Arnold was better this year than last year. Lamar Jackson's in the second year going to win MVP. Uh, yeah. Mitch Trubisky's best year was his second year. Like, I think quarterbacks come in to the NFL and do pretty well, and he didn't. And we we cite, and I've done this too, like you cite quarterbacks like Drew Brees who struggled until he really got it going. But, like, that was almost 20 years ago now. Like, quarterbacks come in the league and kind of dominate. Pat Mahomes was – the MVP in his second year. That's what concerns me so much. Yeah. And I think that you see, I think with the way Baker plays, Baker plays kind of in an old school, not old school way, but like I've said, he reminds me, he's more Brett Favre than he is anybody else. And that just going to take chances and balls he throws. And that's going to happen a lot in your second year. And like, if he is bad this year and it's still like what it was this year, you know, yeah, I'll admit like it sucks that cause he's, he's a like, from a football player standpoint, I think he's a likable guy. He's the kind of guy, he's got the attitude on the field that you want from your quarterback in terms of, you know, that that confidence when he goes out there. Whatever he does off the field, like, that is what it is. But I don't want Baker to be the dude that we see in five years is doing, you know, the Saturday Fox, you know, countdown college show, which is exactly what he would end up doing or being on game day. No, I mean, I don't want that either. Obviously, I want him to do the best. Like, I want him to be the best player in the world because he plays for my team. But I think there's a lot of things that he really struggled with this year that were kind of eye-opening that maybe we we didn't see last year because he didn't – we were blinded by every good thing he did or, or um, the stretch. Like, he played good last year, obviously, but he played really good against really bad teams. Yeah. And I just don't know if this is going to be – like there's a lot of things pointing a lot more things pointing that he might be a bust than he could turn this around. If let me ask you this. I know this is, this is kind of, if he, if he was doing what Jameis does where like the 30 and 30 and was throwing for 5,000 yards, but was still throwing a ton of interception was making dumb turnovers. Would you, would you care as much? Like if he was throwing for these, like putting up these crazy numbers and you were still I don't know. You still have the team around him that he has right now, so we're still winning games. And I think if he played like Jameis, you would be put in better spots. Would you be okay with that? 
he was throwing those that many interceptions and doing the stuff that Jameis does? I mean, if we went eight and eight this year and not six and ten, probably. Because I feel like in that scenario, you can talk yourself into like, oh, well, you can see how good he can be and his completion percentage and all that stuff. If he can just get like you can always talk yourself into he's talented, but if he can get rid of the turnovers. The problem with Baker this year was like he didn't have like the big upside side of it where you can like talk yourself back into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're almost like the crazy part is I think he's Baker's 24 and Jameis is 26. There's not like a big age gap there. Not as big as you think. No, I, I just Which thought is about another that. thing that concerns me because Sam Darnold's only 22, you know? Yeah. Baker was the older out of those guys. I think uh, him and Josh Allen were, I think the two older guys. Yeah. Um, Cause Lamar, Lamar is like 23. It's, as well, isn't he? Yeah, because him and Darnold both came out as juniors, and Baker was a fifth-year senior. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I knew we were going to get into that about the Baker stuff, but um, we'll move on to... Is that because I asked to do a segment about it? Is that how you knew we'd get into it? Yeah, I kind of knew. I was trying to avoid it, but, I mean... It's the one thing the whole season that we've had is we've firmly disagreed on on the Baker, the Baker takes, the Bake takes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the what was your idea for the, what we should do? What was it Bake takes? Was it Bake takes? Uh, I don't remember. There's something stupid like that. Baker yes. taker, I think. Yeah. Um, Where would you take Baker in the NFL, like uh, quarterbacks, I think it was? Oh, yeah, we'll do that next week. We can do that next yeah. week. Um, so, because we're short on time, we'll move on to um, – so, we'll just move on to the head coach. Um, they're interviewing everybody in the sun. Stefanski interviewed today. McDaniels interviews tomorrow. Um, they interviewed McCarthy. Obviously, that's done. Um, who else was there? Dave Roman, the enemy. Roberts, uh, Robert Sala. Uh, yeah. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Um, so who is your pick? Who would you, who, let's do this. Who would you like to see? Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be McDaniels. I would like to see Stefanski. Uh, I would like to see Stefanski because he's an offensive guy. They liked him a lot last year. He's big on analytics. Kirk Cousins was really good this year. Their offense has been good. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook and like I think the I think Kirk Cousins and Baker and Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb are actually pretty good comparisons. And Thielen and Diggs versus OBJ and Landry. Like I think in Rudolph versus Joku. Like I think those are all good comparisons. Yeah. And I. And I think that that could work out really well. I'd hate to see McDaniels just because I think, one, he's a douche. Two, he he really flamed out, like really flamed out in Denver, both personally, personality-wise and, um, and team-wise. And we have no idea what he is besides that without Brady. Yeah, it's, for me, I think I want McDaniels. I think it's going to be McDaniels. 
Um, I do agree with the with the how the comparisons between the Vikings and us are extremely similar. Um, and Stefanski's been a guy who's been sort of not as much like McDaniel's in terms of like being like McDaniel's obviously left New England, um, but Stefanski's been been in the same place for a long time, um, and has always has always been a guy that has been looked at for head coaching jobs, same way McDaniel's has been. Um, but I, I like the, the setup they have, like the thought they have right now with, from what I saw, the plan would be with McDaniels to have McDaniels be the head coach. Casario, um, bring Casario in. Yeah. Bring Casario in. You would have Schwartz as the DC. And then I can't remember who they said would be the OC, which it would be, it'd be kind of what Todd Munkin was this year where it's like, it's a shadow yeah. OC. Um, right, but I I like that pick. I like I know the Denver. He did like you said. He flamed out in Denver and it wasn't good. And I think he had too much power in Denver. And I think that's what kind of screwed him up. Was he had too much power in the picks? I I hope that's not exactly what it is when he comes here. Um, and I like. I think he's, I, I mean, offensively, I think he does a lot more. The, the Patriots wouldn't pay him as much as they did if they didn't, if he wasn't doing something there um, that people liked. My concern is if Brady leaves. If Brady's gone, which I, I think McDaniels would be hired before, like that choice. If McDaniels thinks that Brady's gone, I think he'll stay. Because Love I think that. he's. I think he's going to want to prove that, hey, this wasn't Brady. This was me, why we were doing so well. And the reason why we did bad this year was because of Brady. I think that he may have something he wants to prove in terms of that. Um, I mean, well, couldn't he true. prove that as a – like, wouldn't you have a better chance to prove that as a head coach than an offense coordinator? I think, I think because if he goes to a team – like, if he goes to a team that was bad, where the Browns were not great this year – but he stays in the same team with the Patriots. He can say, "Hey, look at what like look at what I've done for all these years. It was always me." Whether it's true or not, he can say that. And but I I, I think he's going. I think it's going to be him. I think he's going to come here. Um, the Stefanski. The thing about the Stefanski that worries me is the fact that he's historically the Vikings have not had a great offense. Granted, he hasn't always been the offensive coordinator, but they haven't had a great offense. When I think of Minnesota, I don't think of like a prolific offense, and that's what you need more in the NFL nowadays. Um, and I, the fact that McDaniels likes Baker is something that I also – I like that as well. Well, but – the Patriots didn't have a very good offense this year either. No. Or or last year really. Like they've been kind of defensive oriented the last couple of years. I just don't I just don't I I like the idea of getting a retread head coach, but at the same time there's a reason they're retread. And I feel like McDaniels the weird thing that happened in Indianapolis was weird. I don't know what happened there. And like what, like if if we hire him and Belichick retires in three years, is he going to go back to New England? There's just a lot of weird stuff going on there. I feel like I don't know. 
I think Stefanski's fun to say. McDaniels isn't that fun to say. No, there's a lot that goes into my decision making. <laughs> well, yeah, he's uh, with the ski. He's gonna fit well with the Ukrainian. Yeah, village. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, that dude loves. You can tell that dude loves pierogies. Yeah, big pierogi. Freddy, guy, which not, I, maybe not as much as Freddie, but <laughs> Freddie just loves food in general. Yeah. Um, but the retread, the whole Indianapolis thing does like that. It does obviously concern me too. And I think what's going to be weird with McDaniels, cause I think it's going to happen. I think, I think we both we obviously both agree it's going to happen. Um, the weird thing with McDaniels is going to be, it's almost like a, like hiring a college coach sort of thing. Like in terms of when you look at like, we look at Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is not a long-term hire. Eventually, he's going to go to a school where either A, it's a big-time school, or B, it's a school that he you know, was at before and thinks he can have success, something like that. I think Yeah, or that, he flames out. That's always, like, and no offense to like Lane Kiffin, but with his the way he like operates and stuff, there is a chance, certainly a chance he flames out as well. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, in terms of that, you always know he's going to be looking at, like, another job. Like, it was with with Lane. Like, when he was at Tennessee, you always knew he was looking for something else. And I yeah. think with McDaniels, that, like you said, there is that fear if when Belichick goes, Robert Kraft is going to throw a lot of money at Josh McDaniels to come coach the, come coach the Patriots again because he, he likes him, he knows him. You could see a John Gruden situation where he gets traded or a Tony Dungy situation where he gets traded. And that is also a concern. Um, I just like what McDaniels does. I like from what I've seen the offense. But the other thing, both selections I'm concerned about. The other thing that concerns me is I think McDaniels could also turn out to be how Adam Gase is, where everybody talked about how great of an offensive coordinator Adam Gase was because of, you know, what he was doing with Peyton Manning and, Adam Gase is a bad head coach. Yeah, I mean, they won seven games. Yeah. Also, he also has what they want to do with McDaniels, where he has all the power, and he hates the best player on his team. Yeah, he does. And that's another concern. So, I I don't know. I, I think we... The more I thought about it, the more I wanted McCarthy because I just, I just think he was the, the more it was a more solid pick and just knowing like, hey, you're getting what you're getting. He's an experienced head coach. I still think they should go after Jason Garrett. Like me too. We talked about. It. I don't think why. I don't know why that'd be a dumb decision, but like I think it'd be a really smart choice for them to do. But I know he's looking at other teams. Um, well, I'm sick of these dumb, uh, dumb Browns fans being. Like, well, just overall, they're just dumb. But, like, oh, you want McCarthy? He wasted his time. He wasted his time with Aaron Rodgers, only won one Super Bowl. Or, like, oh, you want Jason Garrett? He could never win in the playoffs. We have one fucking playoff appearance in 20 years. Like, I'll worry about him not being able to win in the playoffs when we get to the playoffs. I'll worry about him not doing great with, Aaron Rodgers when Baker turns into Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'll worry about that stuff down the line. We got to get there first. And it's like Browns fans forget that you have to get somewhere before you worry about that stuff. Yeah. 
and that's and that's also the thing is like those are uh, what do they call them champagne problems like if you can sit there and complain like oh shit like we've been to the playoffs 10 years we've been to the playoffs six years and we haven't won anything like oh it sucks like we haven't been to the playoffs in forever how many i it's what 2003 yeah so for us to if we were able to sit there and say like damn like we haven't we haven't been able to win anything for this many years yeah then you can look at getting a new head coach but we haven't won anything and we're talking about it like we've won everything yeah that's what drives me crazy yeah and it's like i i agree i think we obviously we both live in cleveland like there are a lot of dumb 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 browns fans like i will say there are a lot there are more dumb Browns fans in ter- like than there are like logical Browns fans. Yeah, football just turns people that way, I think. <clears throat> yeah, like I know we talked about it, like the media was saying how oh how the, all the Browns fans were hyped up on the Browns. Like there were a lot of realistic fans that were like, eh, we'll see what happens. But when it comes to head coaches, like most Brown fans, most Browns fans are this team sucks, this coach sucks. We, yeah, I mean, people wanted – see what you want about Freddie. People wanted him fired after week one. Yeah. When they lost to a playoff team. like. Well, that – and it was his first week coaching. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, it's frustrating, obviously, being a Browns fan. We'll get into more frustrating Cleveland sports stuff in a second here. But I, I think whatever guy they get, I think they're better than what we had. They're better than – it's they're both not horrible options like they're decent enough options um to where i think there's there's opportunities for success with both of them it's just what can they do because i think stefanski definitely could be a really good head coach and mcdaniels could be a really good head coach he could have learned from what he did before both could be really good but also i think both neither of them's perfect no and you never get a perfect candidate in the nfl no you know, especially when you're that when you're when you haven't been historically good. Oh, it doesn't even matter. Like Matt Lafleur, like who's been better than Green Bay in history? You know, or uh, or you know Mike Tomlin. They they picked up on a hunch with no coaching experience. Like John coaches Harbaugh. go. Yeah, I mean, no experience there. Like those dudes didn't like. There's no perfect. There's no perfect tires. No. You just gotta get it's uh, it's all about getting the right guy to mix with what you have there and putting the pieces. Yeah, around I mean himself. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was a re re uh, tread, you know, like you just don't know. Yeah, we'll see. More than likely, they I know they said they wanted to get it done before Saturday, so um, or by Saturday. Um, so I'm assuming by next week we'll have a new head coach. Um, yeah, well, we'll probably get rumors, right? But if they go with Stefanski. Basically, if they go with Salah or Stefanski, we won't be able to technically know officially until after they're out. Yeah, we'll know. I would assume if McDaniels isn't hired on Saturday or because he's interviewed tomorrow, if we don't know something by Saturday that he's our head coach, then it's safe to assume that it's somebody that's still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll touch on this because it's sad. Um, Corey Kluber traded to the Rangers. Um, yesterday came out with a real long 
thank you letter to Cleveland, um, which was pretty cool to see. It was pretty cool to read, like, hearing how much he loved being here, which I don't think anybody ever questioned if, like, he... Like, I don't think it was ever in question if he loved being here. Like, you could see it as much as he did around the city with every... with, you know, charities and things like that and doing mm-hmm. events. He was always out there doing events for uh, the area. Um, you pointed out, confirmed that he was injured in 2017, which sucks. And and 18. And 18, yeah. Um, so, confirming that he was injured but said it didn't really affect anything, but obviously, you know, it did. Um and then on Twitter, the, the picture of all the guys, who was it? It was Lonnie. Lonnie. Yeah, it was like Lonnie, Brian Shaw, Cody Allen, Kluber, Miller. Uh, Andrew Miller, and Brantley. Yeah, so all guys who left um, and just made me sad to see them, knowing how much they love us and how much they would love to come back. Um, I mean, obviously, like, that's the obvious thing you know, they they want to come back in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, of course. But maybe not Brian Shaw because everybody hated him. Yeah, poor Brian Shaw. Yeah, Brian that Shaw. dude was a scapegoat for everything. I like felt bad. His ERA was like three when he was here. Yeah, and consistently every season pitched more innings. Like was in top three in baseball in innings pitched and was consistently just like the workhorse guy and everybody was just like. Oh, fuck Brian Shaw. He's the worst. It's like, yeah, I mean, he like, we like ruined his arm because he, I think he's out of the league now. Yeah. And we used him so much. We blew his arm out. Yeah. And was just consistent. Was there every year, like you could count on the guy going out there, like really didn't blow that much, that many games for us, but like poor Brian Shaw. Yeah. But so Kluber is traded, obviously Kluber to the Rangers. Um, so, 10 years in Cleveland, um, two Cy Youngs, multiple All-Star games, with three All-Star games, I think. At least, yeah. Um, and then the, I think, the, our, our, I mean, for me, the biggest memory that we'll always have from him is, is the dominant run that he had in 2016 in those playoffs. I mean, what he did knowing... Besides, obviously, Game 7, knowing every game that he went out there, you were going to get a win because he was just shutting guys down left and right. Um, will always be something that will live. And, like, those see those top 10, top 10 memories of the Indians and things like that, I think it will always be in there. Um, but where does he rank, I guess, in your, in your rankings of all-time Indians? Or his legacy well, with... He, it's... It's so complicated because we get so many guys for just a little bit. But, like, yeah. he's one of those guys that you'll always remember as an Indian versus, like, even, like, a guy like CC you think of as uh, at least, at best-case scenario, half Indians, half Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he moved on, like, Brantley. Like, Brantley moved on. That dude, He's an Indian for life. Yeah. Uh, so guys like that. Um the hard part and why it's kind of complex for Kluber is he blew – I mean, he didn't blow Game 7, but he didn't pitch very well in Game 7. Uh, he was awful in in 2017, 2018. And then right before we traded – or right before he got hurt, his ERA was, you know, five and a half. And it's, it's tough when your hero or somebody like that goes out with that kind of – like in the most memorable moments, he struggled. And yeah. that's always going to kind of tarnish his legacy. 
Yeah, I think I think if he would not tarnish it, but like you know how people act like in in Cleveland that like Bernie Kosar is like a superhero, and then you like look at Bernie Kosar's stats, and you're like, yeah, yeah, he's he's fine, I guess, you know. Yeah. I think that's gonna be kind of Kluber's deal. Yeah, it's because I think it's because the last memories we have are not great. I think if he would have pitched last season and like you know pitched the whole season, even if he wasn't great. If he would have been, you know, if he would have had a, you know, sub three ERA and, you know, won 12, 13 games and been, you know, obviously if that happens, we're in the playoffs. Like, I think we're in the playoffs if that happens. But I think because the last member we have is not great with him, I think that sucks because there was so much, like, I mean, we went to a game, what was it, me, you, it was me, you, Mitch, and Hard, wasn't it? And we saw him, we saw him strike out like 16 guys. Yeah. Um, you know, remembering things like that, like, when he went out there, it was just crazy to watch. Like, he came out of nowhere from the trade. I think he, I think he'll be remembered as like, I think he'll for sure always be an Indian. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, we've always had the conversation, is he a Hall of Famer, I think. No, no. I mean, he won't even sniff it, no. Yeah. He'll be the guy, like, he'll obviously get, he'll get some votes, but it's not going to be, like, anything crazy. Oh, I don't think he'll even get that many votes. He'll get, like, he'll, like, you'll see him on that tick where he'll say, like, you know, 1% or 0.2% or something. Yeah, like he'll, that. he'll, if he'll be dropped off the ballot in the first year. Yeah. And it sucks, and, like, obviously, like, his number, like, in that case, the Indians are very traditional where they wouldn't retire. Baseball, in general, is very traditional in the fact that they wouldn't retire his number, but he'll be the guy who comes back for Tribe Fest and, you know, does does things after he retires, and he'll always be, like, a one of the best Indians, I guess I, I would say, like, one of the best pitchers we've ever had in terms of, like— Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he like, pretty, like, pretty by far and away the second best pitcher we've ever had. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you would take over him besides Bob Feller. True. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think there isn't, like. But I don't even think there's anybody close. No. And that's what's all, like, to see him, like, like you said, it sucked to see him those last three, like, the last two years in the playoffs, especially what he did in 2016. Like, what him and Andrew Miller did in 2016 will never like I, I yeah, and Andrew Miller and and honestly Josh Tomlin. Yeah, like they, like Josh Tomlin played out of his mind. Um, it's the best best we've ever seen him for a guy who we literally used to play a game where we bet to see how many when he would give up a home run. Like I missed Tomlin. Mm-hmm. That was fun, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it sucks to see him go. Like that letter was cool. I really like that, and I think it'll be exciting to see when he comes back for the yeah. rain pitches. It'll be the cool montage thing that they always have. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he'll for sure get sure. like the he'll get the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, they'll walk him out. So, but we still have Lindor, so that's cool. That's true. Yeah, we do. So he was confirmed for Tribe Fest, so definitely not going to get traded. No way. No, I don't think. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's too long now. Like, I think he's on the team. Yeah, he's on the team for at least this year, or at least till the All Star break. So, we'll, or the trade deadline. So we'll see. 
Um, uh, there's no, I don't think there's any chance he gets traded by the deadline. Do you think he's, he's good for this year? We'd have to be double digits out of the wild card for him to get traded for in the deadline. Yeah, which I think, I mean, we both said it. We still have a, we're still the favorites in to win the Central. The Twins have no pitching. No, we're going to win the division. The White Sox are making moves, but it's still they still have no pitching. Um, no, we're going to win the division. Yeah, so we're good there. Um, so we move on to segments. Uh, I only got two. Um, our burning locks of the week. Um, do you have one ready, or do you want me to go? No, I'll go. Okay. North Carolina is not losing to Clemson. Not happening. Zero percent chance it happens. None, none, zero. Take Carolina. Saturday, 4.30, Chapel Hill. Clemson's 0-59 in Chapel Hill. They've never won, never won a game there. That stretch is going to continue. Zero chance they lose. Um, didn't you tell me that there was no chance they lose a pit? Well, I mean, there was a material change. True. True. Zero. Yeah, that's true. Um, hmm. I was going to go something outside of, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this before we make our pick. Um, LSU climbs it on Monday. Uh, it's LSU's minus five and a half. Uh, hammer Clemson. You really? Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really good game. The over sixty nine and a half. I think you're an nice. idiot if you if you don't hammer the over. Like this game could get outrageous. It could be a lot of fun. I think Clemson's really good. Um, I I I mean I think I think LSU is gonna win, but I think it's gonna be a very close game. Um, but yeah, I, I would hammer, I would hammer Clemson. I think it's going to be like a three point game. It's going to be, it's going to be like the, the overtime game between Alabama and Clemson where it's just a phenomenal game. I fell asleep at the end of that. Yeah. Jeff was there. Jeff was in the end zone. Watched the whole thing. Yeah. I remember that. It was in Tampa that year. Hunter Renfro. Yep. Um, I don't know if I love the over, honestly. Really? Yeah. Because I think Clemson's defense is good. And Ohio State's de- uh, offense is every bit as good as uh, as LSU's, and they put up 26 points. Yeah, I just think I think when you get this late in the season, it just without a team like Bama or without what Clemson's defense used to be, it's just guys are tired, guys are over it. And not over it per se, but like defenses just don't play as well. I think it's just you've got two really good quarterbacks, like really really good quarterbacks, who are just gonna be chucking the ball around. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing about the game last year, and and Clemson pounded them. It's true. That game sucked. I forgot about that. Yeah, that did suck. Um, who do you got in that game? I figure we should touch get Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. I like LSU still. I, I LSU just scares me because I don't know. There's something about like 
not being there that just makes me nervous. Like, I like, like with, with Burrow not being there before and Coach O and, and Dabo is such a good coach. And I don't know. It just it worries me. Yeah, I think what helps them is it cannot be overshadowed the fact that it's in New Orleans. Like, that's going to be yeah. huge. Yeah, and Clemson, I mean, compared to Ohio State, Clemson's fan base is tiny. Yeah. Like, I know I know that they reserve a certain amount of tickets for a certain amount of fans, but outside of those reserved tickets, it's going to be all LSU people. That's true. So, and in college... Especially with the Saints, nothing with the Saints anymore. And... Yeah. I feel like in college, that makes a, a much bigger difference than it does in, obviously, any other sport, just because you've got your dealing with 18 19 20 year old kids um so yeah, I think be- at the same time i think clemson um like ohio state was 65 i've heard it was like 65 35 clemson ohio state fans over clemson yeah. so who knows we'll see i think it'll be a good game i'm excited for it um, yeah no it'll be fun i'm gonna eat some bagel bites oh is that your yearly bagel bites yeah, I let myself get two a year now. I get one for the uh, like the big football games. Yeah, one smart. for each. Smart. I'll probably just throw yeah. in some pizza rolls. One big pizza yeah. roll back. Um, so song of the week. One was song of the week. Um, do you want me to go first on this one? Yeah, go ahead. All right, you're gonna like this one. Um, so I'm a father. Uh, LT, little ticket. Um, so I've been watching, obviously I just watch cartoons all the time. Um, and you'll be happy to know he loves Mickey Mouse. Fuck yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, I've always had the longstanding opinion that Mickey Mouse is overrated and that he can't carry a franchise. Um, yeah, the biggest, the biggest company in the world. He can't carry a franchise. Can't carry a movie. Um, the goofy movie is the best, one of the best Disney movies and he's not in it. Um, but he watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, everything like that. And there's a song in it. I don't know if you ever heard this. It's called The Hot Dog Dance. Hot dog. Hot dog. Oh, was that a guitar solo? Yeah. slaps every time it comes on he starts dancing to it and like mickey donald goofy uh pluto donald duck and everybody's there yeah donald duck everybody was there um they all dance to it and they all have their own little dance so uh lt does his own little dance uh where he just shakes his butt so it's just stuck in my head at all times it's a good song that is good yeah uh, so what do you got? Uh, the Weekend, Blinding Lights. Great song. I'm a big Weekend guy. He's smooth as hell. Yeah, he is. Ooh. 
I like the synthesizers. They sound pretty dope. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. sounds dope yeah his voice is so dope i had not heard that yet um mm-hmm. another song i was gonna pick uh was gonna be the song from the wonder woman trailer oh yeah which is a real song and the wonder woman trailer looks just awesome as hell uh, really i've heard a lot of mixed reviews on the wonder woman trailer really oh, i think mm-hmm. it looks so cool. i love the 80s all 80s stuff is cool and it's got Pedro Pascal, who plays Mandalorian, which I'm 100% in on. So I'm, I'm excited for that. What song is it? Um, it's called Blue, New Order by Blue Monday or Blue Monday by New Order. Um, hold on. Yeah, it's Blue Monday by New Order. But, like, that song just hits, and when she's riding the lightning in the trailer, it's... Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's it, man. That's our show for the week. Um, We'll be back next week. Um, Might be another... Oh, do you have any fantasy football advice, just real quick, to help our listeners out? Oh, yes. Um, Forgot about that. Um, For next year's draft... uh, my can't miss draft pick, Christian McCaffrey. Wow, he was your sleeper the other week. Yeah, if if you've got him, if you've got like the seventh or eighth pick, and he is still on the board. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I've been I've watched 870 different players, um, in high school and college, all of their films, and then some yeah. peewee football too. I think the best pick in the draft next year, and this is going to shock a lot of people. I don't know if anyone's going to buy this. Joe Burrow. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's going to go number one overall, I think. I still have some more tape to watch. Yeah, he's still got at least probably like 150 more hours, especially with the game on Monday. Like, you're going to have different angles, yeah. different camera angles. You're right. Yeah, when I watch the all-22s that only me and the coaches get. What percentage of like I know you've done some mock drafts. What percentage of your mock drafts were uh, were uh, defensive guys? Mm. I I usually try to shoot for a fifty fifty split because the game's half played on offense and half played on defense. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Although that doesn't always work, but like this year it's going to be the year of the kicker. I have seven kickers in the first round. Damn. Yeah. So you're the kicker. Yeah, if you have if you have an early pick in your first round, don't be afraid to take Justin Tucker. Of the actual draft. Yeah. Like the actual NFL draft. Oh, like the actual you got a first NFL round pick. First round. Yeah. Hey, it cannot be overstated how important kickers are to the game. Look at what the yeah. XFLs. They're literally doing everything they can to protect kickers by keeping them off the field as much as possible. Yep. Um, we should do an XFL. Uh, fantasy draft. <laughs> All right, you want to do one right now? I get first yeah. pick. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm taking BJ Daniels, number one overall. Damn it. I'm taking Tyree Jackson. Wow. He's really tall. He is tall. 
I'm going to take Aaron Murray. Uh, I will take um, Christine Michael. Can I take uh, per, like people that are eventually going to be there? Yeah. She's All right, I'll take. Yeah, I'm gonna take Baker third, probably. God damn it! You, <laughs> you can't just said somebody who's like probably legit gonna be. Ah, fuck, he might. Shit. I'd watch it. Watch him play for uh, when they expand to like an Oklahoma City team. Oh, Columbus. I can see that. He already owns the state. They're for sure gonna get a um, an XFL team. So what are they gonna do, like? Are, are we still going to be planting flags, like fake planting flags next year when Baker gets sacked 100 times and throws interceptions? Uh, no, because it's not going to happen, and I don't think we play the 49ers. Huh? I don't think we play any 40 – I don't think we play the 49ers or any Bosa's, so. Yeah, but then remember Mark Andrews did it, like, ironically back to him? Yeah, but didn't he did do you that? Did see that? Yeah, but I thought he did that. He did it against the 49ers. Yeah, because he went. He was on the Oklahoma team. Yeah, so we're just gonna see but a like, bunch. Of, like that was like the hot celebration. I still like Justin Tucker doing the bop. Yeah. Still, just coolest dance you can do as a kicker. So you want the Browns to take Justin Tucker in the first round? Yes. Hmm. Although that might be tricky. Trade our first-round pick for Justin Tucker. Do you think that would turn us into Justin Suckers? I like that. Get it? Yeah. I'm here all day. <laughs> um, we're not, though. Uh, no. So that's it. Um, next week, maybe another, probably, depending on how the Jeopardy uh, thing goes, um, we'll see how when we do the, the pod, but... We'll be doing it again next week. Um, so for I am Phil for the podcast. That was a weird way to sign it off. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have been Phil. Um, Diego, go ahead and sign us off. We'll send you another podcast next week.